Welcome to the Center Branch Church Weekly Podcast. We believe that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. Here's this week's message. Well, Father, this morning we're not in a hurry. God, you're the center of our attention, the center of our focus. God, teach us to worship you more. Teach us to love you more, Father. God, I thank you that your presence can do what songs can do and what sermons can't do, Father. We thank you that you're with us and we love you in Jesus' name. And everyone says together, amen. Amen, guys. Well, good morning. So glad you're with us this morning. And every day gets better with Jesus, amen. amen. Glory to glory. The best is yet to come, right? Man, just awesome time in God's presence, right? I, I'm so thankful. I mean, I'm, the, I'm normally the guy leading worship, but I'm just so thankful. Man, this is a worshiping church, you know, a church that honors God's presence, loves God's presence. And uh, man, that's, that's special. That, that really is, you know. It seems like so many churches, it's just like, uh, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's just like a, a Broadway production, you know, or just like a, a product, but man, what, I just, I love how um, you guys and our church, Pastor Luke set that culture. It's like, man, we just love God's presence, value God's presence, not in a hurry, right? And um, so anyway, so we've been in a series called Stronger for, for a few weeks now, for a little while, and um, really just talking about, man, strengthening ourselves in the Lord. Um, and Ephesians, I believe it talks about um, just our innermost strengthening, our innermost being. And so we were just taking time to say, hey, you know, we're, we're getting stronger, and we've talked about a few key areas that we need to focus on if we want to get stronger in our, our innermost being, spiritually getting stronger and stronger each day. So we've covered a few topics. Uh, the first week, um, talked about just knowing that, hey, if, if we've repented and, and turned to Jesus, that our, our sins are forgiven, right? That our, our sins are as far as the east is from the west. You know, God's not up in heaven recounting our sins, so we shouldn't be either, Right? And so just, just you know, knowing that makes us strong in, in who we are, right? And so then we talked about uh, the next week, the word of God, just allowing it to take root in our lives and, 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 and produce fruit. Uh, we talked about prayer, right? Just uh, allowing the Lord, when we bring things to him and cast our cares on him, he, he cares on our behalf. And just the importance of, of, of prayer for the man or the woman of God. We talked about the Holy Spirit, um, Right, in Acts 1, it says you receive power and the Holy Spirit comes on you. So just, man, the Holy Spirit is an essential for the believer, right? It's not just for like a few crazy people that are in that kind of thing. It's, it's mandatory for the believer. I mean, you need the Holy Spirit. Uh, he's our helper. And it's, actually, it's Pentecost Sunday. So, um, you know, every, every Sunday we talk with the Holy Spirit, right? And uh, so we talked about the Holy Spirit. And then last week, man, phenomenal message on joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. You're only as strong as you are joyful. Just, and just guarding that environment in your life of, of joy, right? Like just guarding the joy that the Lord's placed in you. Um, and man, it's, it's uh, I love that message. If you missed that, go catch the podcast, um, catch it on Facebook. That's super important. And so um, today, you know, I'll just ask the Lord what, what to speak on. And um, I, I felt to speak on just something that the Lord's been speaking to me about and dealing with me about. And uh, it's, it's in John 15, it's the, the, the subject of, of pruning, and so I'll just, if you have your Bibles, you can go there real fast, John 15, 
We'll just read the first two verses. John 15. 15 typically comes after 14 and before 16. It's always my pathetic little joke. Got nothing else. (laughs) Uh, John 15. If you haven't found it by now, give up. John 15. I'm the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. We'll just stop there. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you that, um, God, your word can, can penetrate to our hearts, Father. God, this morning we come to you and we say, God, search our hearts. Know us. Come and know us. God, if there's anything in us uh, that, that's offensive in your eyes, Father, would you show it to us and, and clear it out, Lord? We want to be pleasing in your eyes, Father. We want to serve you um, with joy and purity. Uh, God, I pray you would just God, give us understanding hearts. Open our eyes, open our ears, Father. We don't want to come in and out of your, uh, your presence unchanged, Father. We, we want to encounter with you, Father. And we know that when we come to your word, it's like we're opening your mouth over our lives every time. So, Father, speak to us in a new way. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, yeah, so talking about getting stronger in the Lord, I want to focus on this, this subject of, of pruning this morning. And so, um, I don't know about you, but it's, it's it, I don't know, it seems like there comes a day in every man's life where he just like all of a sudden starts caring about pruning. Or maybe it's just me, but it was like all of a sudden one day, you know, first 27 years of my life, I had, you know, no desire to prune anything, never thought about it, didn't cross my mind, absolutely zero pruning interests in my life. First, you know, first 27 years of my life. And then it was just like one day, I see this apple tree in my land and it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to prune that thing. Like, what am I doing with my life? The thing's disgusting. It's overgrown. There's dead branches everywhere. Like, what a pathetic man I am. So, so what I did, you know, I, uh, I watched like one and a half YouTube videos and just tried to educate myself. And so once I became an expert after that video, I went outside with my shears and I cut off like three branches and quickly lost interest and just stopped, <clears throat> you know, so uh, I am an expert, <laughs> so I'm going to just, you know, yeah, I don't know why, why I just, I don't know if it's because, I don't know, I just, I have a little piece of land now, it's got like two fruit trees on it, I don't know if it's that or just natural progression in every man's life, just one day, it's like, oh, that's the pruning phase, um, and also I think it's in like my genes or in my blood or something, because my grandfather was really big into pruning. I can just remember him always finding things to prune. You know, he had all the different kinds of um, tars and pastes that you put, you know, you cut something and then you put your tar on it. His garage was full of tars. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so my grandfather, the big prune guy, I was watching him, it's kind of his hobby is to go prune things. So my dad was a pretty, you know, was into pruning as well. I remember watching him just cut some stuff. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, anyway, um, so I have recently started caring about pruning, 
And um, so anyway, now that I'm an expert, I'm gonna just share with you, maybe you already know, maybe you're also a huge pruner. You're big into pruning, it's one of your hobbies. So maybe this is like old news, but for the rest of us, we'll just talk about um, some of uh, what, what pruning is. So what is it? What is pruning? It's the strategic cutting away of certain branches from a tree uh, in order for that tree to produce better fruit and to strengthen the tree. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the definition of what, what pruning is in the tree world. Um, and my little definition I gave it is that pruning reveals the full potential that tree has and strengthens that tree. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll hit on that in a little bit. Um, but when you think about it, when you first hear about pruning, it almost sounds counterintuitive, uh, right? Because what pruning is, it's cutting away things. So it's like, okay, if you want the tree to be healthier and stronger, you want, this, you want the tree to grow and have better fruit, that doesn't make sense, Right? It's like, shouldn't we, like, if anything, be adding branches to the tree if we want it to be better, right? But it, it sounds counterintuitive. Like, if you didn't know anything about pruning and you just saw a guy come up to a tree and start, like, cutting branches off, you'd be like, man, he must not like that tree. He must be trying to show that tree a lesson or something. But really, in, in actuality, um, it, it, maybe it even it looks like death from the outside, but it's, it's a setup for better fruit and for more strength down the road. That, that's what pruning is about. And it, it's like l- less branches equal, you know, s- stronger and better and more fruit. And it's, it seems counterintuitive, but that's, that's what pruning is all about. So um, there's, there's really mainly two, uh, two reasons why you prune um, or two byproducts or um, results of pruning. And it's, I kind of already said it, but it's, it's better fruit in a, in a, stronger, a stronger tree. So, so why is pruning necessary in the tree world? Um, so a couple of reasons. You guys maybe, like I said, if you guys are huge prune people, you probably know this, but uh, a couple of reasons why you'd prune a tree is, is, is number one, um, sometimes trees get so large that uh, the, the sun can't like penetrate into that tree, that there's, there's so many branches and leaves and everything that you know only like some of the outside is getting sunlight, but the, the the depth of the tree doesn't get sunlight. And so it's only, you know, getting growth and, and fruit on certain parts of the tree. So that's one reason you, you'd probably want to prune a tree. Uh, another reason you'd probably want to prune a tree is that, you know, if there's like just a really huge overgrown tree, let's say it has, you know, 300, 400 branches. Um, well, in, in that case, that, that, that root system has to supply nourishment and water to all of those branches, right? Whereas if it only had like 20 branches, it could, you know, it could, it could give more nourishment and, and, and water to those select few branches. So, um, and, you know, so that's a pruning. That pruning, it cuts away stuff that zaps strength and zaps nourishment. We'll, we'll hit on that in a little bit. So, and, and then the last reason you'd want to prune a tree is sometimes, once again, if a tree just gets so overgrown and so massive, the above ground structure gets too heavy for the root system to handle it. So just, you know, a simple storm can come and it blow it right over. There's an apple tree uh, on uh, my, my dad's land. It, you know, and we, we didn't really take care of it. It was kind of overgrown and a storm came one day and it blowed over and it's still like laying there. <laughs> Need to deal with that. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's a few reasons why, why you'd prune a tree in the natural. Um, but yeah, pruning uncovers the full potential in a tree. So now that we're all experts on pruning, uh, let's look back at John 15 and maybe 
it'll give us a, a, a different perspective or fresh eyes to see it. Let's turn to John 15 again. Well, you're already there probably. If you still can't find it, just please give up. Okay. John 15, verse one, it says, I'm the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. So in that passage there, it says that God's the gardener. Maybe your, your translation says the vine dresser. And so it says he does two things. There's actually, there's no third option. There's, there's two things the gardener does. He cuts away dead, fruitless, lifeless branches, and he prunes the branches that do have fruit. Th- those are the two options. Those are the two things he's doing. So just think of it that way. Like everyone in this room, the Lord's doing one of those two things in your life, or maybe both in your life. He's either cutting dead stuff away or he's pruning uh, things that are fruitful. And I, I know that, you know, within kind of context here, uh, is he's saying, you know, Jesus says, I'm the vine and, and you are the branches. But I also think, I just think this, this principle applies to our, our personal lives. That, you know, like, that we, you know, you could use the analogy, like we're the tree and there's, there's branches that the Lord is, is pruning out of us and maybe uh, cutting away from us. And it's in Hebrews 12 uh, that kind of has the same principle in it. So Hebrews 12, verse one, we'll just put on the screen, says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So even in that passage, what? It says there's two categories of things we need to get rid of. It says, the first one is, Anything that hinders, anything, not even something that's bad. If you have 50 pounds of food and water on your back trying to run, wouldn't that be a hindrance? It's not a bad thing, but it's a hindrance. So everything that hinders, but then it says the sin that so easily entangles. So even in that passage, we see these two areas, you know, things that, that, that would just hinder you. Maybe they're not bad, but they're hindering you. And other things that are clearly sin that just need to be removed. And so when we look back at John 15, it says there's dead branches that need just lopped off and cut away and fruitful branches that need pruned. And so, like I said, this principle applies in our lives. So I believe, you know, the first thing the gardener does in our lives is he cuts out dead branches. So what are those? It's, it's, it's sin. It's, this, it's diseased branches that, 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 that sin in our lives, the Lord wants to remove that. Because, you know, a dead branch is dangerous for a number of reasons. A, a, a dead branch, number one, just yesterday, I cut off a dead branch uh, from a tree around our house because I was afraid it was gonna like fall on my kids. So I, I just decided to cut that off. There's also one time, this is like a lot of tree talk. <laughs> um, one, another time, there was a, a, a pine tree on our land that it started to get like diseased in one portion, um, but we didn't really do anything about it. Next thing you know, it, the whole tree was diseased, and now it's like has been cut and probably burned. It's completely dead. So, so a dead branch, it, it typically from disease or something, it can spread throughout that whole tree and, and totally destroy the tree and kill it. And it's the same with sin, right? That sin, you know, if there's if there's tolerated sin in your life, it, known practice, but it's tolerated and undealt with, if you don't deal with that, you'll, lose he- you'll miss heaven. 
You'll lose your soul. You'll miss out. You will. And oh, that's harsh. That's harsh, Jonathan. Well, Jesus says in Matthew 5, 29, if your right eye calls you to sin, what? Gouge it out. For it's better to lose one part of your body than your whole body in the hell. Oh, that's, that's intense, John. Like, if there's, there's some sin in my life, it's gonna cause me to miss heaven. Yes, it can. Because you don't understand, if you don't think that sin can, can like, physically kill you or, or spiritually kill you, you don't understand what sin does. Because sin, the, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. The, the end result of sin is death. It's not like, well, it'll make you not as happy as you used to be, or it'll make you, like, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine, but you're just gonna be more sad, no, like the, the end result of sin, death is the end result of sin, right? Pluck it out, get rid of it. When I was a youth pastor, I used to say to the youth, it's, it's better to lose Snapchat than to lose your soul. It is, I mean, seriously, it's better to lose some contacts out of your phone than to get dragged away and backslide and, and end up in hell, it's better. It's, it's better to, okay, don't make allowance for sin in your life. There's, especially today in the American church, we are so good at making allowances for sin. Well, you don't know, my dad was really, he was an angry guy too, and it's just in my, no, gouge it out. Have a violent stance towards sin. Jesus, Jesus says don't have like a casual, flippant stance towards sin. He says have a violent, aggressive stance towards sin. Don't make allowances for sin. Well, I mean, John, it's just, I'm a guy. It's how guys are. Sin makes you weak. Amen. If we want to be stronger in the Lord, that's what we're, we're focusing on is being strong in the Lord, having a strong, you know, strengthening our inner spirit, man. Man, sin makes you weak. In, in Hebrews 12, it says, the sin that so easily entangles. When I, when I you know, think of that in my mind, I think of someone just wrapped up in ropes, entangled, just totally tied up, can't move forward, can't do anything because they're tangled up in sin. They're not strong, they're not advancing, they're stuck because of sin. Sin makes you weak, but the Bible also says that the, the wicked run when no one's chasing them, but the righteous are bold as lions. When you're righteous, it makes you bold. When, when you're righteous, it makes you strong. Amen? Yeah. Remove anything, like, remove sin out of your life. And I'm not saying, you know, hey, I understand that, you know, there's, 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 there's things in our lives that, you know, mistakes here and there, but when it's like, you know, continual known about sin, because, and you hear about it all the time, I don't know, I just, like I said earlier, at least today in the American church, we're so good at making allowances for sin. I know I shouldn't sleep with my girlfriend. I, I know I shouldn't get drunk, but it, it just, it's how, as how we do things in America. That's not the standard, right? God says not even a hint of sexual immorality should be, should be among you. Not like, well, I'm better than my friends. I, I'm sorry, when were your friends the standard for living holy and living righteously before the Lord? It's God's righteous standard, right? Because if you don't cut that out, It'll, 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 it'll kill you physically, spiritually. Don't, you know, don't tolerate any sin in your life. That's why, you know, we prayed, when I prayed a minute ago, Lord, come and search my heart and know me. If there's anything in me that's offending to you, Father, remove it, cut it out. 
So number one, what the, what's the gardener do? He, he cuts out dead, diseased branches before it spreads and kills the whole tree. That's the first thing he does. And then the second thing he does is he prunes that which is fruitful, right? So like I said, everyone in this room, you fit in the two of them, one of the two, or maybe both, right? Maybe for some of us, there's, we, we fit into both. There's, there's some dead stuff that, man, the Lord quickly needs to cut out of your life or else it'll affect the whole thing. So maybe that's, that's some people in this room. Or, but I also think there's a lot of people in this room that the Lord is, is just pruning, right? You're, you're fruitful. There's good things in your life. But the Lord wants to see more, right? We wanna be stronger. We want to grow in the Lord. We don't wanna stay where we're at Right? We're, we're pressing to see, man, whatever God has for me, I want to have it. I want to experience it. I want to taste it and see it. I don't want to miss one thing God has for me. And so that would mean that we need to be pruned. You know, part of the way that a gardener cares for trees is by pruning them. If you were to come to my house and uh, you know, I've got, as I've talked about, like two apple trees on my property. So you come to my house and you see these apple trees in there, bushy overgrown, there's dead branches hanging off it all over the place. The thing looks diseased and there's, you know, barely, uh, you know, it's just an ugly, ugly, gross tree. You could probably assume what? You could probably assume he doesn't care much about that tree, right? Fair enough. It's a messed up, diseased, gross looking tree. You'd be like, he doesn't care very much. However, if he came into my house and I had these, these fruit trees that were just like beautiful, and you know, everywhere they got, they're nice and tidy. They've been pruned. They even got the tar over the prune to make sure that disease doesn't, doesn't you know, set in. There's like a fence around the tree and ropes holding it so it's straight. Then you'd be like, you could assume, what? He really cares about that tree, right? Like he, he's really intentional. He, he loves that tree. So it's the same with us. When the, when the Lord prunes us, it's because he loves us. It's because he cares for us so much and he wants us to be stronger. He wants us to grow in the Lord. He wants us to bear good, good fruit. That's why he, he prunes us. And if we resist, if we say, no, you know what, Gardner, I'm not interested, then, then we'll never see what God has for us, right? What's pruning do? It reveals the full potential that tree has. And when we say, I'm not into in the pruning, I'd rather, I wanna keep this branch, please don't cut it away. We're not gonna see all that God has for us, right? We're not gonna see the full potential the Lord has for us. So because he prunes us, that means he cares for us. So we talked about, you know, just in the tree world, what pruning does, what, what the results of. So what are the results in our lives when the Lord prunes us? I think it's the same thing, right? Better fruits and, and we're stronger because of it. It's the same in our lives. That when, when we submit to the gardener and let him prune us, we, we have better fruits, more of it, and we're stronger so, so what does it look like, practically? Like, all right, John, you're talking about trees and fruit and cutting branches. How does this like, apply to me? What, what does pruning actually look like in our, on our lives? I think pruning looks like God, our gardener, strategically cutting away relationships, behaviors, mindsets that would prevent us from being all he wants us to be and would prevent our fruitfulness. You know, there's so many times, man. But that's the thing about pruning is it's something that's fruitful, right? 
The dead, like the dead branches, that's clear. Like, okay, this is sin. I, I, this has to get out of my life. But it, with, when it comes to pruning, it's, it's a branch that has fruit on it, right? So maybe when it comes to relationships, hey, they're a Christian, they're a, they're a good person, but you know if you became just like them, it wouldn't be good for you. You know, if, if, if I go down the same path they went, even if they're, you know, they're a fine person, they're a good person, it wouldn't be what God has for you. So allowing the Lord to prune that out. Maybe it's, it's behaviors, it's, it's certain mindsets. You know, maybe it's, well, you, you've gone every weekend away from your family with some hobby or whatever. It's not a bad hobby, but if it's preventing what God wants in your life, the fullness, the fullness of, of what the Lord has for you, then allowing the Lord to prune that out, that, that's, what, that's what pruning looks like in our, in our lives, is letting, letting the gardener come and remove stuff that what? Zaps our strength, that zaps our nourishment. We're trying to do 800 things, and we're, try, we're trying to be all these different people and right have 80 million friends. The Lord wants to prune some stuff so that we can be have better fruit and be stronger in the Lord. Anything that zaps our strength, that's what pruning clears out. It clears out the excess, amen? You know, pruning is not one thing that I, I, you know, since I'm an expert in pruning now, a couple things I learned is, is uh, pruning, first and foremost, is, is not always about more fruit. It's almost always mainly about better fruit. When, when, I, when I, you know, watch my YouTube videos. <clears throat> so, and, and, you know, it's about, and even biblically, I, I was, you know, in, in John 15, verse two there, I was studying that. And I think that's even, biblically, it's true as well. So in the Amplified Version, in verse two, where it says, he prunes the fruitful branches so that it will bear even more fruit, in parentheses in the Amplified, it says, even richer and finer fruit. That word, more, in our English Bibles, the Greek word there for more is translated to, to mean this. It says, more excellent, very great, of higher value. So when it says, hey, he, he prunes the fruitful branches to, to be more fruitful, you could almost say, he, he prunes the fruitful branches so they have even richer fruit, even finer fruit, fruit of higher value, fruit of deeper nourishment. Fruit that's more excellent. You know, there's, you know, one of those trees on my property, uh, I've been talking about ad nauseum, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the trees, it, 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 it has actually no problem bearing fruit. You know, come, come August, that thing will be loaded down with apples, like branches laying on the ground, you know, just, just like a ton of apples on it. It has no problem having a lot of fruit. However, it's not very good fruit. Sometimes we'll, you know, we'll, just because it sounds like a cool thing to do, we'll go pick a few apples that look nice and try to cut them up and put them in a pie. It's never very good. It just seems like, hey, we should do it because there's this apple tree on our land. Um, but it, it, the apples aren't very good. It, it has a ton. It doesn't, have a, it doesn't have an issue producing a ton of fruit, but it does have an issue producing really good fruit. The fruit that it has we don't really eat. You know what does eat those apples? Deer. I mean, that's, that's, you know, not really, the, the fruit of that tree doesn't really nourish many people. Maybe one or two I'll, I'll try to eat before it's just too gross to eat. So pruning, first and foremost, is about God wants finer, richer fruit in your life. God wants you stronger to, to do bigger things, greater things. 
You know, I think sometimes the enemy of great is just a lot of good stuff, right? I got a bunch of good stuff in my life. Yeah, but it's preventing you from, from doing something really excellent and having really deep, rich, nourishing, nourishing fruit in our lives. And so, like with that, with the tree I have, like what, what good is a bunch of mediocre, useless fruit? Who is it blessing? It's blessing the deer. It's not really blessing me, right? A, a bunch of mediocre fruit doesn't really bless anyone. So what, what good's a, a bunch of mediocre fruit? I believe the Lord for us desires that rich, nourishing fruit that, that, that's, that's powerful. And so, you know, we, I think we, you know, we live in a culture of just excess. We live in a culture of just like more is, is always better and just do as many things as you can, be as many people to as many people as you can. You know what I'm saying? Like just excess, like, but, it, but you know, in this verse here, we're seeing that the Lord wants less branches that bear greater fruit. And so I think that's what's really hard about pruning, guys, like when you think about it, because the dead, the dead branches, are that, that's easy, right? Okay, this, this branch is clearly dead. It's diseased. I need to, to get rid of this, this maybe area of sin, this area in my life. I, I have to get rid of that, or, or it's just gonna, it's gonna do damage. But pruning is difficult because it's like, hey, this is a branch that could bear fruit. Like, you know, when I went and I cut like three branches off my tree, it was kind of tough because it was like, okay, this branch has some buds on it. it. It probably will bear fruit at some point, but it's zapping the nourishment and strength for that tree to bear grapefruit, right? So that's what's tough. I mean, there's things in my life. Like I said, the reason I even am sharing on this today is I just feel like this is something that the Lord's you know, speaking to me about. That there's stuff in my life, it's good, it's not, it's not sinful, right? It, there's not like, you know, but there's stuff in my life that I feel like it's preventing maybe what the Lord wants to do in me. Maybe there's like that fullness that God has for me that I'm, I'm missing because I, w- I wanna cling to all these branches and I don't wanna lose anything, right? And I, um, so maybe that's the same for you as well. We, we miss out on what God wants to do if we're just clinging to stuff. But when we submit, we submit to the gardener. Say, Father, the dead stuff, cut that out. And even the stuff that's fruitful, Father, prune it. Those are the two things he does. There's no third thing in our life he does. Those are the two things. So everyone in this room, this applies to all of us, amen? This is applying to everyone. And maybe even as I'm speaking, you're thinking of stuff in your life. Maybe it's even that business. That's good, it could bear fruit, but it's hindering what I'll... What I feel like the Lord really has for me, or that relationship. Hey, you know, they're not like a terrible person, but I feel like I just sense the Lord's dealing with me. I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't tether myself to them anymore. That that certain mindset, that behavior, that activity, wh- whatever it is, the Lord just prune away. Why? So we can have better fruit and we can be strong in the Lord. If we want to be stronger, we got to submit to the gardener to prune some stuff out, to cut some stuff away. So I know this is like maybe slightly a, a different message. It's not like, man, the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's different. But it, it's just that I think it's important for us to be who God wants us to be and for us to be strong in the Lord. So let's go ahead and stand on our feet across the place. God wants to do more through you. So let's not cling 
let's not cling to too many branches right now. So this is what I wanna do, just very simply. Like I said, the gardener does two things and applies to all of us. He's either cutting away sin and dead things or pruning stuff that's, that remains or pruning stuff that's fruitful. So I believe, you know, the Lord is speaking over all of us. Like I said, this applies to everyone. So right now, we just wanna spend some time just waiting on the Lord, just spending time in his presence, just some, some response time, right? The word of God always demands a response. And so just responding to what the Lord's saying this morning. And if you feel the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart, don't resist that. When you, when you hear the Lord speak, submit to that. Let the Lord do what he needs to do. Because we're, why? Because it's a setup for greater strength, greater growth down the road. If you resist this now, you won't, you won't see the fullness God has for you. So let's just, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. And if, if you're just in this place right now, this, the Holy Spirit's pointing at some things. He's, he's, he's pointing out areas in your life that maybe are just clear sin that need lopped out or it's things in your life maybe aren't bad, but God needs to, to, to trim those away so you can be stronger and see your fullness. If you just, you just, you're in this room and you sense that, can you just raise your hand so I can see it? If you just sense the Lord is doing that in your life, you sense, I see there's hands everywhere. So here's what we're gonna do. The worship team's up here. They're gonna lead us in this just a, a wonderful time in God's presence. I'm gonna invite you to just respond to that. If you wanna come to the altar, I'll, I'll encourage that. And we should take a few moments and, and respond. Allow the Lord to do what he needs to do in our lives. Father, I thank you that you love us so much that you're pruning us. You're, you're, you want us to be set up to, to be greater, to do bigger things, to be stronger. And this is part of that process. So we undergo that this morning, Father. God, I thank you that you love us. God, work through this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's this week's message. Thanks for joining us. To stay connected with us throughout the week, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can also watch previous week's services on our YouTube page.